Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. You are compelled to listen. Oh no, don't start with that. Do you think of the devil's tongue? You think it's a joke? You are compelled. You will listen. You will listen. Will you just cut it out and talk normal? You will listen to me. Every chance you get. Every minute. You will keep your radio. You will turn the volume up even higher. It's a big joke, but you're tearing down the foundations of our nation. The entire foundation around our ears. censorship you know censorship 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 well well there's a will there's a way and if you can't find it there's somebody with the will to make a way and that's literally happened okay so phone lines are open tonight phone lines are open tonight a little sluggish today uh 
it seems like I, I don't know. I'm probably getting old. It's just taking longer and longer for my eyes to adjust to the screens I have to look at. And I tell you that uh, just just be, you know only a few minutes before the blur goes away. I just like I've been up for thirty minutes now. <laughs> the blur is not going away. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I need some, uh, uh, take away the contrast to have some more lights on. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's those, uh, tails, those wives' tails. <laughs> Being too close to screens, they go blind. Yeah, well, maybe. Possible. <laughs> And what did Antonio say? It is possible. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, I want to know. And this is it's, it's Monday, right? I'm going to go ahead and call out the, the damn date. I uh, don't expect to have any reruns anytime soon. But, yeah, it's Monday. Case of the Mondays. Yeah, you know what? If you have some uh, 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 axe to grind, gear to grind, I wonder what grinds your pill. What makes you angry? You call in. I want to talk about it. Don't have therapy session today. If humanly possible. Oh boy. Yeah. So I, I'm. I'm Thoroughly uh, angry with this, with the situation that we have. Well, all the situations that we have in this country. I'm thinking to myself, you know, these Democrats. Oops, sorry about that. That was the TLB talk uh, logo. It growls at you whenever the mouse goes over it. Anyways. I, 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 just thinking to myself, you know, these Democrats, how the hell are they going to keep someone like DeSantis out of, out of office? Uh, DeSantis is pretty radical for a conservative. He's pretty damn radical. He's, he's, he's doing some, some, he's doing some things. Let's put it that way. He's doing some things. Uh, being very blatant with his, I mean, I, you can say conservative, but at times you just want to say old-fashioned. Then sometimes it's just downright grassroots. Uh, oh yeah, let's uh, let's have everybody be able to open carry, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Constitutional, you know, that's great. That's wonderful. That's I, I want to see how the experiment happens. Uh, I do know I was in contact with the mayor of Kennesaw, the only town in America that you, as a citizen, are encouraged to. You know, you have the right, and you're actually kind of mandated to carry the weapon on you. At all times. Guess what? Lowest crime rate 
in the city. I'm sorry, lowest crime rate in the country. No murders, no nothing. I tried getting an interview with this man. He said for the first time ever his Skype wouldn't work. And of course, at this time, I'm definitely uh, trying to get my documentary out there about how these governments create uh, killers and cheering candidates. <laughs> how, how the NSA is behind most of the false flag shootings. When I say most, I mean, you know, like uh, when the government has to have you go to the court, you know how, how these courts, they have a 96 to 98% conviction rate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like that. This is like how many of the shooters have been groomed in one way or another. I'm going to talk more about this a little bit later because there's more news out about this. And I want to correlate some of the information I've already put out there. I want to break some stuff down about that. But anyways, before I get too sidetracked. Yeah, so I would love to see Florida become a, a stop shooter, stop gap. Somebody wants to go crazy, somebody else will put that person down. We'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. That's the experiment. But <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, it doesn't matter what they do to Trump. I think we're going to have a shoe-in for the Republican Party, right? Uh, because Biden, there's no way Biden's getting back into office. There's just no way. There's no amount of fixing, rigging, propaganda. There's no way. As a, as a country, you've never hated a president more than Biden. In the history of presidents, we've never had anybody we've hated more. So, I want to... Uh, <laughs> reiterate that Democratic Party just does not seem to have a chance. But somehow they pull a Kennedy out of their ass. Running for the Democratic Party. They're going to have a Kennedy run. How desperate of a move is that? That's their secret weapon. I was wondering what it was going to be. Just to give somebody a, a running. There's nobody else. AOC. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not going to name the Democrats that might have had a chance. Because they really didn't have a chance. None of them. It's just. Uh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible situation that we're in. It's, it's, it's making me mad. Making me mad. Which one? Makes me mad. Let's see the persecution. And the persecution by criminals. Makes me mad. There are people out there who are just trying to do the right thing. Just trying to do the right thing. And 
and everybody else is doing what they can to screw with you. What kind of world is that? You know, <laughs> I would have hardly a criminal record if it weren't for people trying to screw with me while I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, as a homeless vet, sleeping in my car, sleeping on a street that is mostly, I mean, it's residential street, of course, but mostly fenced area, not near anybody's yard, nothing like that. Not bothering anybody. I'm a block away from my job. Boom. One morning, police knock on my window. I talk to the cop. The cop says, you know, uh, just concerned. Got a call. Concerned. Okay, no no reason to be concerned. I'm just in between places right now. It's all where, where I worked. Check my, my finding. Not a criminal. Okay. No warrants. None of that. And, you know, the whole point of identifying yourself, because these police want to identify you so much, is to create a record on you, to create a database on you. So as they run your name to the system, you're just in the system. And cops can put their notes on there, you know, warnings, tickets, whatever. Cop says I'm not breaking the law. Okay, great. Go about his way. <laughs> I go back to sleep. This happens again. Cops who called on me. Which, there's no point of that because I've already been identified. The situation's already been explained. Nothing the cops can do. Third time, the same week, cops get called on me. Oh, we'd like to search your vehicle. Oh, really? What for? You smell any drugs? Yeah, you got any reasonable suspicion? No, I'd just like to search your car. You got a lot of stuff in here. So you want to go through my things? That's your reason for wanting to search my car? But, well, you know, Gonna search your car anyways. We're gonna have the dog come here, and this is how I knew it was really just corrupt. Gonna search your car anyways. We're gonna have the canine dog come up here. He didn't say, "Well, we'll just have the canine come here if it, if it alerts. We'll search. If it doesn't alert, we'll leave you alone." It's not what he said. Well, we're gonna have the canine come up. Guaranteed automatic search. Really? Yeah. So, canine comes out. I watched the dog. dog didn't do anything. Didn't, didn't do anything. Didn't make a noise. Didn't, it didn't do the double tap scratch. 
It did nothing. So the cop just looks at me and says, okay, dog alerted. And I said, bull. I said, yes. How did it alert? How did it alert? What's the sign? Uh, he scratched the car. No, he didn't. I watched it the whole time. He didn't scratch nothing. No, he scratched on the other side. Oh, okay. He scratched on the other side where I, I couldn't follow it because I'm technically detained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But somehow, as the cops are going through my stuff, oh, all of a sudden, they find a weed bag. And guess where it was? Not on the side of the car where the dog supposedly alerted. It was found right on the side where I was with the cop, with the original cop. By the way, this is um, Wilson County Sheriff's Department. I, I just want to throw that out there. Wilson County Sheriff's Department, right there in Austin. The first, I'm sorry, second federal county in the entire country, whatever the hell that means, and a 98% conviction rate. We're talking about putting pressure on people. I know I've talked about it before, but I've never talked about it in such detail. So, yeah, so there goes me in handcuffs. You know, I was supposed to bag of weed. Uh, <laughs> I, sh- I, at this, I, this particular time, I just got out of the military. Okay. Uh, not let anybody use my car since then. Since I got out. Okay. Uh, so, not like somebody else could have left it in, in my car. I, I didn't smoke. I don't smoke. So, <laughs> this magical bag of weed. Okay. So, I, I'm booked. And because it's a drug issue, they get to tow the car. Yay! That's what everybody, I guess, wanted in white suburbia. Mission accomplished. I hope... I, I, I know who did it exactly. I have well, I have my suspicion. I know who did it. And I hope to visit them one day. And let them know that I know. Anyways. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to take a quick commercial break here. So everybody, stay tuned.
Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing? The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you. And your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Please call 855-253-3748. 855-2-KEEP-IT-TODAY. They call me Big John Stud, my middle name Mud. Dirty water flow, too much for you thugs uh, that can't stand the flood. What up, Doc? Hold big gun like Elma Fudd, the show shot. Mr. Meth, I'm unplugged. Temperatures too hot for sunblock. Burn, playing with minds to get you state time. Locked behind 12 bars from a great mind. Killer bees in the club with his lady bug. Brought his sword to the dance floor to cut a rug. Love is love all day till they throw slugs. And take another life in cold blood. Can't feel me till it's your blood. Murder rates tremendous, crime is endless. Same issue, different day. Father, forgive us. They know not what they do. All praises do. I'm big like EC. Big yeah. So that's definitely something that uh, really, it really gets me. You know, I've been held responsible for things that I'm not responsible for been called and labeled criminal for things I didn't do 
it's all just because of of you know it, it's loops, loops in the law. That's that's really what criminalizes a person, right? You can uh, be a politician, do any kind of criminal act that you can think of. There's a loop for it that makes makes it okay. No, he's not a criminal. However, you can have a law-abiding citizen. Someone who joined up with services. Be able to feed his family. But if you don't like his presence, you can criminalize him. You can criminalize that person just by using, and, and this the, the most messed up part of it, you can criminalize that person by using the law, using law enforcement. Oh, if they can't find anything, they'll make something. You know, I, I knew what was in store for me. That third call, the third cop call. I knew what was the store. <clears throat> cop, cop knew what he was doing. I, I knew because didn't it bother to? to it, it wasn't an on the spot. It was a planned thing. It was not on the spot because if it was on the spot, it would have been aggressive. Oh wow, would have been aggressive. And of course, you know, get aggressive with me. <laughs> I don't back down. I'm still, I'm still going to do what I'm supposed to do. But I'm going to let you know I'm still the alpha. I'm still going to let you know. A lot of cops hate that. <laughs> Secret Service tried to make me sit on the ground because they felt like they were uh, like, like like they were scared, like they were scared of me. Oh, you're scared of me. I no, I will stand. If you're scared of me, then guess what? You're in the wrong line of duty. So I I, I know they don't want to come at me on the ways on the on the aggressive ways. So let's just let's just plant some drugs. Let's do that. And I see all these stupid people online. Yeah, I'm talking about Gab, that Gab social network. I spend a lot of time on there because I want to make sure that my social network, TLB Talk, doesn't turn into Gab. I see all these pricks with their with their stats. Oh, blacks commit more crimes. You know, oh, they're primitive people. They're savages. I'm gonna tell you, out of the nine nine times out of the ten that I've been in handcuffs. It was because somebody wanted to create a situation for me to be in handcuffs. I committed no crime. 
And that 10th time, I, I had no idea anyways. I just got out of the military, and I'm pulled over, told my life was suspended. When, where, how, why? That was never explained. So I guess 10 out of 10. When you're targeted, they will put you in handcuffs. They will, they will come get you. If you're not knowledgeable. Yeah. When I became knowledgeable, when it became overtly obvious that I was being groomed to be a shooter, the cops backed off of me then. They had their orders. I could do no wrong then. I drove on suspended license. I drove with what I uh, tail lights, things like that. I camped on grounds longer than two weeks. Every time police were called on me, at that point, I show them my ID. Oh, they hand my ID back and say, "Have a nice day." Hmm. Imagine that. All right, we're going to take another break here. We'll be back. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Einstein once said, future medicine will be the medicine of frequencies. What did he know? Imagine you hear ocean waves caressing a beach, or a favorite song from the past, or the trickle of the babbling brook. All of these are sound frequencies that positively affect us. Terahertz is a soothing, healing frequency that has been proven to resonate at the same frequency as healthy cells. It penetrates the body and stimulates new healthy cell growth. Want to diminish muscle aches, joint pains, and experience a greater sense of well-being? Tired of spending money on short-term remedies that never seem to work? Soothing, healing, relaxing terahertz frequency is now available and as handy as flipping a switch. Terahertz technology is changing the course of what we were taught about how to maintain our health and well-being. To read more about this amazing breakthrough and to order your Terahertz frequency want, go to naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Extendivite, a seven-herb combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. Extendivite is designed to strengthen the heart and arteries and help the body heal itself. Doctors are not able to explain the improvements they are seeing in their patients' health who are taking Extendivite. People who once needed more pills are now taking less and getting better. Due to the unexplainable improvements in their patients' health, more doctors are calling to order Extendivite for themselves. Help Extendivite make your doctor a believer. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Which will conclusively prove George Soros' role in orchestrating the pandemic. But first, dear patriots, the truth train has brought us a conspiracy in our own backyard. Now, you may think you know the story. (laughs) 
Now it's like I always say, there's a whole lot of bullshit out there. So I'd like to give Soros, Pelosi, the Zionists, the Mexican, Mexican, the Snowflakes, and Stay strong, truth tellers. Stay strong. Stay strong. You're listening to RBN in defense of the Republic. get to the main meat of the show here but first I just want to uh, I want to make a statement here I'm not a racist I'm not particularly a classist I'm, I'm, I would like to definitely get the information out there to people uh, about certain groups of people yes like the Zionists like the shadow government, the deep state, uh, you know, these nefarious world-controlling groups, the WHO, things like that. I, I disavow any racism, okay? Uh, no hate against Jews, Mexicans, Things lose nature. Um, I know we, we, we need a fix. There's certain commercials that we probably need to redo on this network. It's not real PC. I know it's not the point. I, <laughs> it's not. I, I, I know there's some, some hardcore uh, type of individuals that... Uh, will not update their terminology, and that's fine. But I most definitely disavow any of that on my show, and I <clears throat> just want to talk about the real issues. Uh, hopefully I can add in, make some new commercials my damn self to have them played on my, my show. But anyways, uh, let's get to the phone lines, open lines tonight. Let's get with Paul in California, line three. Go ahead. What makes you angry, sir? I was Paul there. Am, am I on now? Yes. Go right ahead, Paul. Okay. I started talking before I heard that before I heard that buzz. So I was listening to your story about being hassled by sleeping in your car and I have to admit I'm I'm torn. I actually 
I'm sympathetic to both sides, okay? And now I've done that, what you've done. In other words, I've done like car or, you know, what I call truck camping, you know, for, uh, you know, I think maybe a couple of times for necessity, maybe, if you will. But the other time was just to save uh, save money, you know, uh, because I was working. And uh, I have to say that it was mostly an enjoyable experience. It's something very different. And I actually would encourage most people to do it. You kind of wake up more naturally with the the light, and it's a more you know it's 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 uh, a little bit more freedom, if that makes any sense. In other words, you're not just living in a what I call a sheetrock box. Um, oh yeah, I almost ex- I have an RV when I get there. I absolutely. I used to have a giant van, a uh, hollowed out van that I made in basically into a, uh, a a tiny apartment. I used to camp all the time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, and it's a great way to save money. I mean, even you know, even if your rent is cheap, like five or six hundred bucks, you can still stack up money in a hurry. But if uh, you know places that you're in, if, if the areas that you're living in the rents above a thousand or something, which it is in most of these places in California, then you know you can pretty quickly have a little hunk of change, and that will give you, you know, some uh, some leisure money, right? And that's what I that's what I used to do. In fact, when I was younger, I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I used to save up for gambling junkets, you know. And, I, you know, picked up a quick, like, you know, four or five grand or more, i make a little road trip to Vegas, that, that kind of a thing, right? Um, but having said that, I, I mostly did it in commercial areas. I generally avoided, uh, you know, residential areas, okay, because I knew that would be problematic and it's sort of out of a, you know, sense of respect. But what I've seen in, like, the neighborhood I live in now is it's coming more to residential areas, and the problem is, as you probably know, is that there's always a certain percentage of people that spoil it because they, um, you know, they leave a lot of trash or they just have other uh, issues. There was at the at the top of the street where I live, yeah. there's a big blank spot where there's no houses, and it's across the street from a little commercial place. So they're not actually on the residential street in front of somebody's house, but they're up at the top of the street. And this occurs on a regular basis, and more times than not, there's a bunch of trash on the ground when they leave for the day or fast food, uh, so forth. And then occasionally they'll be doing car repairs and and or listening to music, and I just don't like the look of them. So I would, I would call the cops and get them hassled. I haven't done it, but I know probably some other neighbors have because it's just something you don't want. You don't want to see. I, and, I almost uh, left zero trash, and... I had a long area, I want to say about 50 feet of just nothing but fence uh, that's on a sidewalk that nobody lived on. It's, it's just a, a, a wall, and there's residential on the other side, and the cross street there was an uh, open field that belonged to the school. So I wasn't in anybody's face, and the nearest house to me did belong to a friend of mine who said he didn't care. Right, but, right. But still, there was obviously some somebody in the area or the neighborhood knew you were there and saw you. And it's just, like I said, I, I always avoided that. I basically was up early. So wherever I was, and again, it's almost exclusively kind of commercial areas I was in. I just found little nooks and crannies here and there. And uh, so I avoided that. But um, the other thing I was going to say is it's, it's also one of those things where whatever it is you permit, you get more of. And so, for example, where I live in the Bay Area... There's all these little towns or municipalities, okay? So the Bay Area is just a a cobbling together of all these different places. I mean, San Francisco, of course, is the city, 
but all the way down the peninsula to San Jose and then up the other side of the bay to Oakland, there's just dozens and dozens of these little areas, these towns or cities. And the rules vary on, you know, camper camping or, uh, you know, RV camping, that sort of thing. And what happens is the towns that are friendly, they just get more of it. And, of course, uh, you know, you can go by some of these areas and see them if you want. And, again, every, not everybody's clean, right? I mean, you were probably cool. I was always very cool. I've never been a litterer, right? I'm always, you know, conscious of that. But, damn it, V, it's just the way I'm that these... Charity. I, I will, you'll, you'll see the tear come down my, my eye if I see somebody litter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you, you, you know what I'm saying. It's just the, the unfortunate yeah. thing about these homeless encampments, you know, with the, they start setting up tarps everywhere, and then pretty soon it attracts others. And there was recently this place they got rid of here. They finally just had enough, I guess, the city or something. But it literally was turning into a small city with vehicles parked and just elaborate tent setups. And, uh, you know, it was near... It was near a couple of residential areas, but not that close, but also near retail areas. And then everybody drove by it in their cars, and it's just like, after a while, it's like, how much do you want to tolerate? So, again, just throw it out there. I'm sympathetic to both sides. And it's definitely an issue in California. I've been watching, there's a hundred homeless documentaries on YouTube. I've maybe watched about 20 of them. and I, and I see a lot of these situations are avoidable. Some of them are not avoidable. Um, and, and it's... But I, I think there needs to be a little bit of care, compassion. Uh, I mean, the obvious thing to do, a city can do, uh, instead of trying to own and gatekeep every piece of property around... Oh well, we'll we'll take this piece of property and turn it into housing duplex. No, get a slab of concrete, one square mile slab concrete for every city. Just create a tent city. You don't have to build yeah. anything, and just let people, you know, water, electricity. Uh, uh, and just leave it at that. A guard. Yeah, so, yeah no, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. And, of course, this, fall, this falls under the concept of regulation. And as much as I cringe to say it, this stuff has to be regulated because it's been shown over and over. You can't just let people do what they want to do because what will happen is the element will drag it down to the lowest common denominator and you'll have a big damn mess. <laughs> And I'm, I think I'm on pretty because solid ground here. Again? I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree with you. The rapists, the drug dealers. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of low. I mean, I'm fond of saying this. So I've had some contact and some experience with being around, quote, homeless. And there's a reason a lot of homeless don't like other homeless. Because the fact of the matter is that there's an element among the homeless. I don't know what the percentage is. But it's not. I, I used to like to joke that they're not low in homes; they're low in character, which is why they don't have a home. Because in many cases, they are indeed low of character. And you know, you get in conversations with them, and I've been friendly with quite a few here and there. And you know, sooner or later, something you know, it just you get the clue, right? In other words, they showed up drunk to work too many times. They got in a fight, or they told their boss to screw off. You know, it just 
on and on. They, they burn their bridges with their family. There's always a series of actions and decisions on their part that resulted in where they are. And, of course, in some cases it's criminality where, you know, they get a record and then it's hard to keep employment. And then, you know, so I, part of me does, like I said, I understand it, but it has to be regulated. So I've always been in favor of some kind of campground situation where they have, you know, they have the bathroom and a shower if they need it, right? I'm, I got no problem providing right. that at government expense. But, they, but it has to be, you know, some sort of um, regulation because other than that, you just get, you get the mess, which then people complain about and, and politicians can pander to it. Right. You're exactly right. Yeah. Anyway, that was my, that was my two, two cents. Well, you know, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm just glad I'm not the only person <laughs> that's, that's talking about this. I, I I know it's getting bad in California. I mean, even when I was in Oroville, uh, you had 50% of the population below poverty, the poverty line. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not quite sure where you are in California, but uh, even a little podunk town like that, it, it was bad. You know, homeless. Um, there was a homeless shelter there. And I think they did a bang-up job. They need to loosen up on the rolls a bit. And that's another issue with all these these helping uh, organizations. They, they, they essentially want to own you. <laughs> and it, so it's some people that they can't handle that. Oh, no. I mean, of course. I've, I've, I've had it verbalized to me. I completely understand a lot of homeless. They don't want to go to these shelters because... Well, first of all, they're sleeping around a lot of their homeless, and second of all, they got all the rules. I mean, part of the attraction of being quote homeless is the freedom aspect of it, which again I've I've experienced. You know, so I, um, but you know, going back to you know the, the the basis for the the core issue, of course, is the the inaffordability of a normal place or the unaffordability. I just created my own word there. I think with inaffordable, but you know, as you may or may not know, with uh, say National Socialist Germany they capped rent at about one-eighth of what a working man would make. And I've often told this to people, and they're just floored by it. So that, imagine the blessing to that. So that means if you, uh, for example, made $2,000 a month, right, then your rent would be about 250 250 bucks, right? And, of course, out here I in mean, California, a lot, a lot of people are paying 50% of their, rent, of their income towards rent or more. Uh, more? And They'll fudge, they'll fudge the paperwork. I talked to an apartment manager, and she told me that in order to live in this apartment complex, and it's, this apartment complex is 40 years old. I know it well. It's near where I'm living. It's nice. They've kept it up, but it's a 40-year-old complex. And she said the average you know, apartment there, you have to have an income of about 5100 a month to qualify to rent there. And I said, wow, I mean, who's got that kind of income? And she goes, oh, you'd be surprised. I said, is it mostly double applicants? She goes, yeah, we've got some double applicants, but there's a lot of them that are single, and they're they're making that much money that they can afford to rent, rent there. It's like, wow. So. Well, and the thing is, I, I don't understand. Again, I don't presume to know where you are in California. Uh, I mean, I've, I've driven to L.A. I, I told myself I'd never go back there again. Unfortunately, if that's not the case, I have... Business ties that I am gonna have to go see at some point, but uh, it's it's no better place to live than anywhere else. I mean, I lived in big cities. I lived in small towns. I don't see anything that's so special about L.A. or Hollywood. You'd have to live there. 
I mean, I understand that those people are going to be actors and, and make it big time and all that stuff, but uh, why not rent a small place and drive in town every every day, you know, 20 miles? You know, it'd be cheaper just to do that. Yeah, yeah, but no, again, the core issue is that we do need uh, regulation. Uh, we need rent control yeah. because uh, there's all kinds of people here making all sorts of money about real on real estate, including, quote, being property owners. And, you know, in and of itself, that's, uh, you know, shall we say, innocuous, but the system is now skewed toward to reward nonproductive activity. In other words, being a, a owner or landlord is not actually productive, right? And if you're just gouging the working man by charging them, you know, like 50%, 60% or more of their their income for rent, well, that's, that's not a social good. It's actually a social negative. So Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, Start capping. We start capping a lot of things. Rent, uh, what we pay the politicians, uh, <laughs> what a certain C- type of CEOs, type of com- companies, what they can make. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to start caps. I know uh, Jesse, the body Ventura, he, he said, yeah, we start capping. Uh, uh, certain people. I mean, who needs more than $250 million? And for what? I know if I had several billion dollars in my bank account, I'm going to buy myself an army and take over a small nation. <laughs> right. Why not? <laughs> but who needs that kind of money? So one of, one of the things that was in uh, the National Socialist Party platform of 25 points and that the Germans in large measure instituted was they said that all large incomes not based on work or production of something would disappear. So in other words, all large incomes based upon speculation, you know, like stock market trading, you know, or what we now have these vulture hedge funds now today, or for example, uh, you know, just quote ownership of, uh, of rental homes and or rental property. You know, there's nothing wrong with somebody having a piece of rental property. But, of course, as you heard, now you've got these corporations such as Blackstone and Vanguard and so forth buying up large blocks of rental homes. And, and actually Trump was involved in this back in the day with the, one of his partners, Wilbur Ross. And uh, this was actually co- covered in a book. Um, you know, So this is before and after the 2008 crisis where uh, they basically took advantage. And, you know, so you've got these corporations owning you know, thousands of homes. And, you know, homes are for somebody to live in, a family, you know, or even, you know, just a, a regular, you know, working adult. And they're well, not for corporations. Not these days. Pe- people used to be homeowners. Now now houses are people owners. Oh, good. <laughs> that's, a, that's good, yes. Yeah. That's why I like the RV living. I can't wait to get my RV when I get there. I don't want to be owned by my house. I want to own... My house. But anyways, uh, you have All been right. an extra car, Paul. Thank you. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good back and forth there. I, I agree with you on everything you said. Thank and, you. And, imagine, uh, and imagine, imagine this, too. You just spent the last near 20 minutes talking to a white supremacist. How about that? <laughs> no, no. Imagine this. Before I ever put my face out online, I was doing my radio show, most of my audience were white supremacists. 
<laughs> hey, we can we can we can work things out. We're reasonable. <laughs> I don't hate white supremacists. I I just hate people who have to step on other people to get to where they're going or to be who they are. Now, if you want to do something extraordinary that proves your superiority, that helps people, I'm right there with you. White supremacists, black supremacists, I don't care. Hey, have a have a good one. Thanks for taking I'm the call. Far. Yeah, but I, I, I'm glad I still have my, my fan base there as well. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go with Pat in Texas. Line five. Hi, B. Uh, well, when I go on RB, uh, RBN, they want to know where did I get that. I sure would like to for uh, Paul to have said what book that was in about Trump. <laughs> but anyway, you know, some people have special privileges. Thank you for letting me on, V. Okay? I appreciate it. But I called to tell you, you're not the only one who's ever been targeted. I have been targeted. I may be targeted right now. You've told me stories. Anything else going on? What, 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 what's going on? Everything I've ever done. I mean, uh, I'm not going to stand around and let them... Uh, shoot my, uh, uh, burn up my brother in Vietnam uh, for nothing. He's the top 5% of the uh, intelligence scale to be a medic. But they don't like communists. And my father, my stepfather, taught anti-communism. He said, I remember the day when they told me in 1955, you will no longer teach this course. The communists are taking over, I'm telling you. Their their motto is divide and conquer. Extremely high on my ASVAB test, uh, enough for intelligence clearance. And they said, uh, well, you have a... You, I, I, they wouldn't give me the job that I wanted, so I said, screw it. I'm going to do the lowest no, thing I'm possible. I, I'm, I'm going to be a repair guy. Let me be a Jiffy Loop guy. I'll be a 63rd Bravo. Mm -hmm. I felt you know, real bad because we all. I, I, well, hold I on, had but upon turning in, I get told after signing paperwork and everything, I'm told, "Oh, you don't get your fifty thousand uh, dollars uh, sign-on bonus because, oh, you've got a couple of traffic tickets on your record, which makes me a criminal." Well, I mean, in Vietnam, he wasn't even supposed to get in. He had flat feet and whatever, but uh, they took anybody they could. They said, don't talk about what's wrong with you. <laughs> and I believe that's what's going to happen this time. I believe that that they're going to be taking anybody. And, and, and uh, they're actually begging old soldiers to come back to work. They'll give them a $50,000 uh, uh, sign-on bonus. But but the other thing is, too. They will uh, steal Pardon? And they will find a way to steal it if they can. Oh, I'm sure, you know, but, uh, uh, well, anyway, yeah, and, 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 uh, but I started to think about, uh, why did I get arrested? Why did I have handcuffs on me? Well, I remember one time I was just walking along and a policeman was sitting there and I waved to him and he, he, he ran up and put handcuffs on me. <laughs> and, uh, I see, what did I do wrong? Oh, oh, my husband had a, uh, he had a TV show they call it Cable Access. 
And I begged him, I said, when you leave town, please, please, please mail me the, the video and I'll take it down there. Okay? They won't know you're out of town. Well, he didn't do it. So he was out of town and they knew it. It was just a block from my house. And it is, just, I mean, you know, on and on and on. I, uh, you just get used to it. And, and, and I say, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell the whole truth, whether they want me to tell the truth or not. And I'm going to tell the truth that God's bigger than any of them. And if they don't like me, they say, don't talk on this. Uh, don't, don't call this show again, okay? And I won't do it. <laughs> and so that's, I, that's how I'm living now. I'm just trusting the Lord with all my heart, leaning not into my own understanding in all my ways. Acknowledge him, and he's going to have to direct my path. Sometimes it's kind of weird, but if you go along with it, uh, I helped get this guy as a preacher who just died. I had a bad week uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I helped him get in, and and uh, he had a terrible life. But I didn't know until I read it until he died, and I turned it on, tur- read about his whole life on Conservapedia, and uh, and and he he just used that as. Uh, uh, to make him stronger, he said, and uh, he learned that uh, after he, uh, his mother, his dad died, his mother, mother married an alcoholic, and, and she was threatening, uh, he was threatening her life and his, that he had a gun, and he's going to kill him. <laughs> I've heard that more than once, you know, uh, but uh, somehow or other. Oh, yeah, said, that's, that's my impression right there. Uh, what? Let's, let's hold that for the other side of the break. Come back and talk okay. to you hours. Stay tuned. Okay. Stay right there. Suburban neighborhoods and cities are being ordered to stay in their homes until the threats are eliminated. If you disobey orders, you could be shot on sight by rogue agents, federal forces, and domestic terrorist militias. This is your emergency broadcast system. This is a national alert. Imminent threat is nationwide. You must stay in sight of your homes or risk being shot on sight. The conspiracy is upon you. Your conspiracy friends were right all along. Now you must learn to survive. If you hear this, you are the resistance. This is your emergency broadcast system. The conspiracy is upon you. Your conspiracy friends were right all along. Now you must learn to survive. If you hear this, you are the resistance. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.